Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast, presented by Canon Press. Welcome to the Femina Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thank you for joining me today. I thought I would talk today about the scolding wife. And apparently the word scold comes from an old Norse word for poet. But it's the kind of poet who writes insulting poems. <laughs> and I really enjoyed that. And isn't a scold much like that? Just insulting. Spurgeon said this, Poverty is hard, but debt is horrible. A man might as well have a smoky house and a scolding wife, which are said to be the two worst evils of life, as be in debt. All right. A smoky house and a scolding wife are said to be the two worst evils of life. What is scolding? Scolding is being quarrelsome and finding fault. Scripture does have some pretty hard words for the scold, although it doesn't use the word scold here, but the contentions of a wife are a continual dripping, and a continual dripping on a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. So I think a contentious woman and a scolding woman are much the same. So those two proverbs from 1913 and 2715. So here are a few characteristics of scolding words. First, they are the result of provocation and annoyance. Something the husband has done has been met with disapproval by the wife, and she lets him have it. Second, they focus on the perceived faults and failings of the one being scolded. So the scolding often begins with the word you and it's accusatory. And the other words that often appear would be never or always. You never listen when I dot, dot, dot. You always ignore me when dot, dot, dot. So they're accusatory words, and they focus on what the other person did that I did not like, or what you did not do and I would have liked. This is dangerous, because when you start scolding your husband, for something he didn't do that you would have liked him to have done, you are wanting him to be a mind reader. You're expecting him to be all-knowing and all-seeing, and of course he isn't. He's just a man. So when you come in accusing him of what he never does or what he always does, you're being like the accuser, and you're speaking his language. And of course, we don't want to imitate the accuser. We want to imitate Christ. Next, scolding words attribute motives. So in this case, the wife fills in the motivation. Well, he doesn't love me. If he loved me, he would have thought of this all by himself. Or he doesn't appreciate how hard it is for me. He doesn't understand my feelings and so forth. So a scold typically attributes motives. Not only does it attribute the motives, it then goes ahead and has the hearing and <laughs> and the court courtroom case and convicts him of the crime. And oftentimes, he had no idea that you had that expectation for him, and he didn't do it. He didn't think of the sensitive, kind thing he should have done for you that you had planned for him to do for you. And so the man is guilty before he's ever even known that there was something he was supposed to be doing. Scolding words attribute motives. They also bring up old offenses. 
And this betrays the reality of what is going on in the heart. It's keeping a record of wrongs, and it's certainly not letting love cover it. The other thing about scolding words, and this is really at the heart of the issue, I think, is that they assume a hierarchical relationship, all right? For example, a mother scolding a child assumes, correctly, that she is the child's authority. Or a teacher scolding a student, it's the same thing, or an employer scolding an employee. But a wife scolding a husband is an inversion of biblical authority. Scolding is, by definition, a form of disrespect when it goes upstream. When it goes downstream, it can still be unkind and sinful, but upstream, it adds a whole nother layer of sin. When a child scolds his mother, it's called back chat or disrespect. But what happens when a wife scolds her husband? It's more complicated than a child scolding his mother. A husband has a couple of choices. First, he could correct his wife and say something like, don't talk to me like that. But that could go sideways, right? So he may prefer to say nothing. And that might provoke his wife even more. Or he can decide it's just not worth it because if I say something, it's going to escalate. So he just apologizes and it blows over. But what happens, women, when this becomes a pattern in your home? The wife scolds, the husband apologizes. The wife scolds, the husband apologizes. I'll tell you what happens. Everyone is unhappy. The wife wonders why the husband has just shut down. And I'll tell you why. He's decided it's worth it to have a quiet wife. He just shuts down. He does not defend himself. It's just not worth it. It's life is too short. Scolding is sinful. So learn to recognize the temptation. The content of the scold might possibly be correct sometimes. Maybe he did forget to pay the bill and now you're overdue. But what does scripture tell us to do? Chew him out? Up one side and down the other? No, wives are to be submissive and respectful. So when you bring the overdue bill to his attention, do it kindly with forgiveness and love, maybe even a sense of humor. Now, I know some women are going to tell me, and they have in the past, that they do that very thing. They, they don't scold. They are kind and forgiving, and they do it for months and months, but then they pop, and they just can't take it anymore. Okay, in that case, ladies, and I've said this before, it's time or maybe past time for pastoral counseling, marriage counseling. Get some outside help, not from your girlfriends, but go to your pastor. This is why it's so valuable to be a member of a church where there are elders and pastors. In the meantime, walk with God and obey God. Follow his instructions. Don't follow your own. And, and be careful because if you pop, if you pop, that means that you've been holding the beach ball underwater. You haven't really been forgiving. You haven't really been covering it with love. You've just been sitting on it and then it blows. So here are some guidelines. When you bring something to your husband, it should be after you've done the following things. One, you've prayed about it. Oftentimes, scolding is just boom. It's just an impulsive reaction, and there hasn't been any time to pray about it at all. Extend forgiveness first before you bring it to him. Make sure you're not bitter, and then look for the right opportunity instead of springing it on him when he walks in the door. Make sure you're full of love and not resentment and hurt feelings. 
The problem with scolding, like I said, is that it sometimes it just pops out and you didn't really know it was brewing in there. In that case, be as quick to seek forgiveness as you were in speaking the scolding words. And then take preventative action. Did your husband annoy you? Well, take time to consider your own heart before you address it. Don't be so quick about it. Sleep on it. Pray about it. Oftentimes, if you do that, you won't need to address it any longer. The need comes from the emotions, from the hurt, from the resentment, from the impatience. Learn to take your scold to the Lord first and have him examine it. Lord, do you want me to bring this to my husband? You'll be so glad you didn't act impulsively. You'll be so glad you slept on it. If love covers a multitude of sins, then let love cover a multitude of temptations to scold. Don't be writing insulting poems to your husband. (laughs) And of course, the whole topic of scolding applies to your children and those under your authority. We don't want to be scolding mothers either. Thank you so much for joining me today. Blessings on your week. If you enjoyed this episode, check out Douglas Wilson's book, Reforming Marriage, Gospel Living for Couples. Order today at canonpress.com.